It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Welcome to ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. We want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. And remember, 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 we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And once you download that bad boy, just go ahead and give us a five-star review. You know why you need to do that? So everybody else can find out just how great we are. <laughs> and that's just, and I don't have any issue doing that because you all have told us that because we are so close to 2000 subscribers on YouTube. Oh my God. If you haven't liked us, wherever you've been, you need to join the <laughs> party right now. We've got so much stuff, so much good stuff for you today on the show. Um, we're going to start off with, you know, we've been talking about the Atlanta Falcons and how they need to be better. You know what I'm saying? But we're going to explain to you exactly how they're going to be better in 2022. And Orlando Arcea, he's making us look very smart. We're going to talk about that. And last but not least, and for the culture, a player saves a referee's life. Whoo. We'll get into that. But before we get to all of that, y'all, we, 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 like I said, we've talked about on this show, T, as far as how much uh, the defense needs to be better. And mm. we explicitly <laughs> said that you know they need to sack the quarterback in order right, for them right. to, to start that process right mm-hmm. and also they need a little bit more um talent on the opposite side of aj terrell and they've done mm-hmm. that and bringing in casey hayward and we'll yes, get to yes. you know some, some some really good things that came out of flowery branch yesterday as mm-hmm. far as practice goes but mm-hmm. for you what other little snippet or nugget needs to happen in order for this defense so we'll know for a fact this defense will be better yeah and there's one thing that we always say when we talk about that pass rush right we say yes we acknowledge that it's obvious it's a no-brainer that the falcons will need to get more productivity in the way of sacks this season but the one thing we always use as a caveat is we would also feel like it was a successful season if the pass rush could affect the quarterback because right. if you can affect him and still affect that passing game, even if you're not getting as many sacks per se, that's still going to be a success. I think the same thing when I think about the secondary. So mm. if Eric Harris 
and Dean Marlowe, assuming that, you know, they would be your starting safeties, if you will, if Isaiah Oliver brings it when he comes in for those special packages, especially because starting to kind of become that guy in uh, the nickel packages, if he then, if they partner, as you mentioned, with both Hayward and Terrell, and even if the interceptions don't uptick exponentially, right, but the but you know that you can't just try to avoid passing it through because that's what offenses did last year. They just right. threw on the other side of the field. And that's how they were able to get some success, especially with the long ball. If you're able to make that offensive coordinator think twice about going in another direction and make him think like, wow, this, yeah, there's Terrell Island over there, but there are four other guys that are going to make, make me pay if I'm not careful. To me, that's also success, a success because that also – affects the game if you will and it's not always in the stats although we know these stats need to pick up in terms of interceptions if you will but again i go back to the model that you and i have used where if there can be an affecting of the game in that particular area i would consider that to be a success and an uptick from what we saw to the secondary last season no doubt about it and i and i think and i'll add to what you were saying just a little bit push back on the far that safety combination because mm -hmm. i believe that if we see a richie grant yeah Hawkins combination at that starting starting safety tandem that's when you're going to see those intercessions because those guys right. are some hawks uh no pun intended with Jalen hawkins right you know, there but, we go. but i but i think that you know those two guys have the the ceiling is a little bit higher as far as from a playmaking standpoint right turning the yes. teams over because we know turnovers yeah. help the offense as well and lord right. knows the offense gonna need all the help it's gonna get yeah given what the where they are as far as from an offensive line standpoint not saying they don't have any weapons they have plenty of weapons mm -hmm. to choose from and they're gonna have to shrink that down some way somehow because yes. they seem like they got 12 receivers in in, in, that, in that room over there in right. those meeting rooms so right. but I, I think that that defense is is primed and ready to, mm -hmm. to be better because you know also you know to add casey hayward in there because you know um coach smith talked about him and, you know, he says he's a smart football mind. Yes. And he's a guy that he needs to pass some of that wisdom down in case mm -hmm. he talked about that being one of his biggest assets, right? Yes. To be a leader in the classroom, you know, and just in case those guys got any type of questions or anything mm -hmm. like that. And I think that's the part that, you know, is going to be the difference from last year because, yeah. you know, Fabian right. Moreau was on the other okay. side of A.J. Terrell. Mm -hmm. and that's an easy – that's an easy – easy that was a low bearing fruit as far as <laughs> what went wrong last year so um i, I think that when you had it's good to have veterans and mix in the veteran mm -hmm. but i think that ve that veteran has to be able to play as well like you can't yes. just be uh, i've been in the league for three or four years and right, those guys and are gonna follow you. yeah you yeah. gotta be able to play and i yeah, think hey we're still bringing that to the table so oh, i think that's gonna be a big difference for for the for the falcons on back in on the back end of the defense oh yeah arthur smith we say it almost every day he's about that competition life and that's yep. what that's going to be and but exactly. i'm so glad that you mentioned one name nothing against richie grant by the way i agree with you on that one but i'm so glad that you mentioned jalen hawkins name because i will admit sometimes i feel like even for me i was thinking his name right but i didn't actually say it and the reason i'm going back to just that quick snippet before we move on is because i believe he might be one of those who's a little bit of the forgotten guys right, right. from these last from the uh draft classes of the last couple of years so maybe this will be that year where he takes 
that even you know bigger step, if you will. So I just want to point that out and agree with you and co-sign on Jalen Hawkins because sometimes I do think, especially with the excitement around bringing in you know uh, or or you know the excitement of having still that veteran of an Eric uh, Harris, if you will, or even we talk about Dean Harlan Marlon, kind of the excitement about having him, and you tend to kind of overlooked, not so much even Richie, but sometimes Richie, but definitely I feel like Jalen Hawkins is overlooked and that, who knows, that could be a motivation for him as well to say, yeah, I'm about to prove that I can be one of those guys. No doubt about it. And the thing, I think that there is a lot, there are a lot of guys that feel like they have something to prove. And I think that's not coincidence at all um what's not coincident at all is that the boston Celtics is going to be taking on the the golden state warriors tonight at nine o'clock t i'm gonna ask a simple question who wins tonight and is it possible that steph curry can get that fourth championship yeah it's steph curry getting the fourth championship is absolutely possible whether it happens tonight or whether it happens in game seven on Father's Day. So okay. happy pre Father's Day to everybody, including Jarvis. But I think that the bigger question for me was about Steph and his legacy and whether or not winning game six is going to be the legacy or winning this championship is going to be the legacy. Because I know for me, when I saw him in game four, I didn't say it to you, but in my mind, I thought, oh, he's not coming back in game five and doing anything close to that. Not because I felt like Al Horford would shut him down, although he you know, did kind of give him fits in game five, but more of it was, you know, Steph's just older and the body just doesn't recover from that kind of game that quickly, right? right. So when I think about game six, however, they say, they say Steph was livid. So I'm gonna say that's a positive. They say Clay Thompson is ready to be game, game six Clay. And Clay has gone from averaging about 14 points in games one and two to now averaging about 21 points in these last three games, right? So I think there's every opportunity, especially if Clay shows up and if Steph shows up, but Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole don't take that as an opportunity to take the night off. I think that it then bodes extremely well for the Warriors to take this game. However, however, the Celtics don't really lose back-to-back games. They did this time, but it's not something that we've seen from them in the postseason. They tend to course correct better than anybody. Coupled with the fact that the Warriors are 3-3 and this postseason when it comes to closeout games and 0-3, that's a critical one, 0-3 on the road, hard for me not to go with the Celtics for game six. And that would actually lean more into your prediction of uh, this going seven Mm -hmm. than my prediction of this going game six. But I do feel like Jason Tatum has recognized you have got to protect the ball better and they've got to stop playing hero ball on offense because you know what it's doing? It's actually stagnating their defense. That's why they were standing around because they kept standing around on offense, just letting one person hit, hit, hit. And it ended up affecting their defense, but I think they'll, of course, correct that tonight. No doubt about it. And I think, you know, just to add just one one little more um, piece to the whole um, Steph Curry legacy thing, right? I think that it's – I think if it, if he's able to get the finals MVP, which is – I think is just so stupid of an argument because for a lot of people yeah. who say that, oh – he needs to get the finals MVP yes. in order to be considered right. a top 15 player of all time, which right. is such yeah. malarkey. Yes. <laughs> so uh, if I can use a word without cussing. Uh, but I think that, you know, 
if he able to get it, which I do believe if he gives a solid game and they and they are able to pull it out tonight, I, I think they will go ahead and he'll be the finals MVP. No question. Um, I don't think Andrew Wiggins is has had that he's had yeah, really games. good games, right. but not on right. that level yeah. to uh, uh, frog Lee Frog, I'm sorry, excuse me, Steph Curry. So um, for those people who think that Steph Curry is not a top 15 player of all time, yeah, for them, yeah, yes. this is the legacy game. This if is the he's legacy able to pull game. it out and, and close this bad boy out on the road in Boston, I think that'll be something that uh, that'll add to the already long history of, of what uh, Steph Curry has done in the NBA. Mm -hmm. um, but coming up next, though, T. Orlando Arcea out there, he, he got the first RBI of the game. He started the party, and he showed all going into that bad boy. We will discuss how Orlando Arcea is making us look like some sports geniuses. <laughs> That's next right here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. This is ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Welcome back to ATL Day Ones. I am Tanitra Batiz. That is Jarvis Davis. And we are glad you guys are sticking around to talk to us each and every day because we feel like you're talking to us. We're talking to you about all things sports Atlanta. Thank you guys so much for continuing to subscribe really across our entire Locked On Sports Atlanta family. That's why we are almost up to 2,000 subscribers. So continue doing that, telling people to like us, follow us and really just get others to subscribe and check us out as well. And wherever you check out your podcast, whatever platform that is, go and check us out there as well. And give us a five-star review if you like what we are doing in the way that we bring you the heat each and every day on all things Sports Atlanta. And speaking of heat, not red hot, Man. white hot Braves. We are still talking. That's right. Braves are undefeated in the month of June. We are still having that conversation in the middle of June. And in fact, not just talking about the fact that they are undefeated here in the month of June, but the fact that they have not taken an L in almost three weeks. That is so impressive, especially Jarvis, when you think about the fact that they have won eight straight on the road. It does not matter what the records of those teams look like, because at the end of the day, those teams are still major league baseball teams. You're still going into their house and you are still winning and beating them decisively. So those things all count and it's coming from all directions, right? And so like you, you've said before, I talked about Orlando Arcia, and we said, hey, we think that the Braves have something there, at least as a short-term fix for Ozzie Albies. In these last couple of games, he's shown that, get an RBI single to get the Braves on the board last night and help them uh, deep into the game to be able to seal it along with Austin Riley, of course. And so the Braves walk away. I know Imagine, I want to by the way. That was straight yeah. Mississippi Austin Riley. Uh, mm -hmm. That was straight Memphis Mississippi. Austin Riley. Y'all yeah, say yeah. Mississippi. Yeah. <laughs> Mississippi. Uh, you 
Sorry. But, uh, My bad. Yeah, you know. But, uh, I'm talk to. Yeah, so, right. No, 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 no verb splitting on this show. That's, that's not what, what we do. But, but what we do do is talk about Austin Riley out there just split mm. wigs with the kind of things that he did last night. So, of course, eight to two Braves win to cap off that Nat series as they get a well deserved day off today ahead of the Cubs game. But again, Orlando Arcia and what he's just done in these last two nights has to give the Braves and Brian Snicker so much confidence about having someone that they can count on as they await the return of Ozzy Albies. You know, we talking about going four for four and just he just looks so comfortable at the plate. And it's just it's 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 really amazing. Like I we kind of, you know, touched on this a little bit yesterday, just the fact that of. Alex Anthopoulos just being able to acquire guys like and and a lot of times people look at them as oh they're just they're some jags you know just mm-hmm. another guy right mm-hmm. you know when they bring in guys like Orlando Arcia or yeah. you know you know those those ancillary players that you know mm-hmm. that, that are able to step in and, and be those utility guys and, yes. and be able to play all over the place and like even with William Contreras not necessarily a util uh, uh, a utility guy, but being right. versatile enough to maybe jump in left field when you want mm-hmm. to, and also be a DH and and catch as well. So all yeah. of those, just the fact that the way he's built this roster, and to have a guy like Arcia, you can you can count on because like I believe he's the short term answer. Like mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. care if he goes over whatever after this, but but when right. he, for him to be able to continue what he's been doing when he's got an opportunity to play this year, and now stepping into you know, this um, full-time second base role mm-hmm. for the time, for however long, yeah. you know, uh, all beasts is out, like you mentioned. I, th- I think that the Braves are primed and ready. Uh, they are primed and ready for to make this run. They're only four games back in the four NL games. East team. Like, Thank you, Brewers. This is Thank crazy. You, like, yeah, keep on spanking <laughs> yeah, and spanking. Keep, the heck out of the <laughs> keep spanking Thank those Mets. Because uh, guess what? The, the city of Atlanta is behind the Braves, and, and we are ready to roll. We are all in on this 14-game winning streak. Yeah, and all in on Spencer Strider as well because he just shows so much poise. Even in moments where he got himself into a jam where he gave up the two runs, no big deal. He really settled himself down to still strike out 11. He gave them five and and, uh, two-thirds innings, which really helped to set up the bullpen to just shut the Nats down the rest of the way. And so just that's a beautiful thing to see as well because you're starting to get contributions from everywhere. Every time we're able to talk about a different player than we did the night before, in addition to the guys we were talking about night in night out that's a positive thing and we talked about this even yesterday just for the last couple games you know Austin Riley it maybe hadn't been the Austin Riley from two or three weeks ago but was still solid still bringing it of course Uh, especially when you think about what he's doing at third base we don't often talk about his defense but that defense is on point as well but last night he reminded you that he carries a big stick to the point where I said to myself man not that I'm calling for us to call talk about MVPs this early in the season but I'm like man Austin Riley and Dansby Swanson you know what they've been able to do consistently across the season to help to keep the Braves afloat is a powerful thing but then I thought about this Jarvis We talk about double A all the time, right? But when we think about some of these mixes and moves, when we talked about yesterday, how the bottom of the order is starting to warm up, even though Duvall didn't have his best night last night, but still that bottom of the order with Michael Harris still had another good night last Mm -hmm. night. So that's, that's mixing it up, right? Taking a chance and saying, I'm going to put Spencer Strider out there, or maybe 
looking, like you said, at putting William Contreras in the outfield to see what he can do and bringing him up at the appropriate times to catch, which he complimented him on on calling a nice game last night. My point being this, when we look at this and we think about how the Braves got back in this thing, how they clawed their way back, we always give Alex Anthopoulos a lot of credit, but can we give Stitt some flowers? No doubt, like because he's the one that has to push those bu- those buttons. He's the one that has to figure out how to keep Contreras and, and Travis Darno, Travis Darno, excuse me, on 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 um, get those guys at bats mm-hmm. so they can continue to utilize the the the, the white hotness of, of of that of that catching position. You know, the yeah. production they've been getting out of that position has been absolutely amazing, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and I think it's you know it's it's a lot of flowers being passed out um and we're gonna have to continue to do that as long as for as long as this streak goes and i think right. I, I don't think it's gonna stop you know like i said they have the off day and they're going to play the cubs and the cubs are they're cubbing yeah. and they need to, i think the braves are going to be able to take advantage of that but one more thing mm-hmm. before we get out of here t i have to bring up it was one thing that i noticed last night Spencer Strider, you know, we all know about the gas, right? He's throwing the gas, 100 mm-hmm. mile per hour on the gun and all that good stuff. But I just think that for him to be able to de- develop a, a, another out pitch, we know yes. he can. He was striking a lot of guys out on that mm-hmm. fastball. When he needed a third strike, he was going to the gas. Yes. But I yes. think that another thing that, that kind of stood out, he had that he added that slider as an, and mm-hmm. as an out pitch. Yes. You can use that as an out pitch. When you got a guy like that with that type of velocity, mm-hmm. you know, 97 plus still in the fifth inning, you know, going, you know, and he's the guy that started off as a closer. So he's starting to stretch a little bit yes. now. And that arm is starting to get a little warmed up, a little mm-hmm. loose where he can go maybe six, maybe even seven innings. Uh, that That is some scary stuff because yeah. – the Nationals had didn't know what to do with what he was throwing last oh, night, yeah, and yeah. it was just an amazing sight to see another mm-hmm. another rookie, another young pup that is out there just doing their doggone thing with this with a hometown team. Yeah, showed an incredible amount of poise and control on the mound, and really, really is stretching that pitching rotation for Brian Snicker. So when we come back, we are going to, of course get into for the culture and somebody who probably stretched himself beyond his comfort zone because when is the last time you heard a player actually do something for a ref we'll talk about it on the other side it's for the culture right here on atl day ones we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed 93 percent of employers agree indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent indeed survey and listeners of this show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash podcast just go to indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash podcast terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed Final segment of ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitru. We want to say thank you for rocking with us throughout the entire show. We want to just say thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day because we always remember that we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. We are pushing for 2K, hashtag pushing for 2K. We are almost there with over 1,800 fo- um, um, subscribers, excuse me. And we just want to thank you all for um, rocking with us. And if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube page, I know you out there. I know you guys exist. We want you to actually just 
subscribe to our page. And remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And when you download that podcast, make sure you, you leave us a five-star review. Um, T, this is For the Culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, and the culture. Sometimes whatever the heck we want to talk about. In this instance, this is something that's very interesting because, like you, you mentioned before, before, we, uh, before the break, you talked about, you know, uh, a player actually saving a referee, right? You know, we know we're not used to hearing something like that. And this guy by the name was Miles Copeland, who doubles as a a firefighter. That's his his day job, but he you know, mm-hmm. plays in the league and and um, he was playing this particular league and and, and uh, he and uh, John Scully is the referee mm-hmm. uh, became unresponsive un- on the court. So, mm-hmm. Mr. Copeland, you know firefighter this is what he does he kind of put his cape on and he, he ended up um, saving <laughs> mr scully's life like yes. how like what is the irony in that you know just for him to be able to be somebody that's supposed to be officiating or overseeing him throughout right. this game as a player but him in actually being put in the put in a, a place or a space where he can actually save this man's life i, th- I just think that is just so cool um how this um story ended it really is. And we always hear about the contentiousness between players and referees and how Indeed. it gets real, real fast on that court, right? right. And I know uh, having been the in-game analyst for the Hawks last season, sometimes I got a way too up-close and personal <laughs> view of that banter. We're going to call it banter. Back right, yeah, there we go. And yeah. referees, right? <laughs> yeah, we're going right. <laughs> to use that euphemism. But yeah, to me, that is so amazing because – you know what? The human spirit took over at that point, right? right the, 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 the spirit of who he is at the core of what it takes to be a firefighter or a police officer or even someone in healthcare, a physician, if you will, where your gut tells you, even in situations where typically it gets a little twisted, that you've got to go in there and do what you are really born to do, which is save lives. So that gut, that instinct kicked in for him. And so grateful because, wow, I can't imagine the few seconds that he had to kind of make his decision on what it is that he was supposed to do in that instance. Probably didn't even have to think about it, though, Jarvis. It was probably instinct that just sprung him into action to, to save that referee Scully's life. No doubt about it. And you think about Mr. Copeland, like we just got to give him a quick ATL day one shout out because, you know, that's what, you know, we believe in in helping people and, and when we can and, and not yeah. and sometimes getting uncomfortable to help us help you yeah. know, our situation because yeah. he could, he didn't have to. He didn't have right. to do that. So but right. he chose to. And um, uh, Scully is saying that they, he um, is going to. He has to get, you know, he's going to go and get heart surgery mm-hmm. to uh, fix a blockage that's in his, in his mm-hmm. um, that's in that, that would cause him actually to yes. pass out yeah. on the court. So, um, I mean, I, I think Scully at least owes this man a steak dinner. And if he drinks, yes. you know, maybe an even alcoholic beverage. I, so we got to we definitely got to make sure uh, Scully, Mr. Scully uh, take care of old Miles there. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, Jarvis, we, we can all think of an instance where we made a friend in places and spaces where we never thought that it was possible, right? Yep. We can all make that. So I think to myself, hmm, he might have made a lifelong friend of somebody he never, Copeland never thought he was probably going to make friends right. with a referee. But now that referee's like, man, you're feeling like my new BFF because basically that helped him to get a second lease on life because who knows what would have happened. You know, those are the types of instances where things happen and people are by themselves and 
they're not so fortunate. So again, just grateful, just from a human perspective, that he stepped up to the plate, like you said, didn't have to do it, but he did it. And boy, man, you just never know where, like like you said, you just never know where friendships might come from, or like I said, and you just never know where that next smile or, or joy or appreciation for uh, the opportunity to do something special in somebody's right. life is going to come from. And we certainly hope that you guys think that we're doing something special and adding to your lives here at ATL Day Ones, because that's what we try to do every day. We know life can be hectic, especially in the hot streets of Atlanta, but hopefully Lord. we get to cool you off and make you smile and give you something to look forward to each and every day. And we also hope that our partner, Mark Zeno, gives you something to check out as well. A to Z, Mark Zeno, spitting fire in his cool East Coast way each and every day, but highlight fire as well. So come back tomorrow and we'll talk a little bit about it. Braves got a day to cool off today. So we will talk tomorrow and preview that series, that weekend series against the Cubs as they wrap up their road trip and, and, and everything that may happen. Because, hey, look, the draft is less than 10 days. What are we now at the eight day mark for the NBA draft or the exact exactly a week? Boom. Yeah, exactly a week. Yeah, a week so, away. Harvest and I are watching the trade wire and we'll let you guys know if there are developments and give you reaction to it. But thank you guys so much for checking us out. As always, be safe. We'll see you tomorrow. Y'all come back now, you hear? Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.